Visit Wolfgang von Sprinkletoes Pyrotechnics for all your fireworks and other assorted fire-based entertainment devices. Choose from the world-famous Sprinkletoes Explosive Badger, or from a wide range of rockets, blinkers, flares, mortars, bangers, squibs, comets, candles, shells, sparklers, flashes, bombs, busters, and glow sticks. I heartily recommend that you frequent this establishment, as Mr. Von Sprinkletoes owes me money, after a rather large wager involving a garble toad and one of Mrs. Cockle's left-handed knee breeches. I'd very much like him to pay me back, but his business is not doing well after he accidentally blew up Lord Mucklejoy's privy on New Year's Eve. That stuff gets everywhere. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Morris, aka Russ, or Russ, aka Morris, and with me is my cardboard yet collectible co-host, <laughs> Peter Coffey from the Southampton Girls Role Players. Hey, Russ, has ever fantastic to be here. Wait, is it our twenty-sixth podcast? I believe it might be. It is. It's our half-year anniversary. Actually, it's is it our twenty-seventh because we had a zero. Uh, yes, this is podcast number 25, and we had a zero, so this makes it our 26th oh, podcast. Are you sure? Yes, because we talked about it last week. I thought podcast 20, number 25 went up last week. I thought that was bad then. Oh, so we smashed I our half I have absolutely record. no idea. We've got no idea. We, we, it, we, we have done a number of podcasts somewhere between 23 and 27, we reckon. Yeah, and if you're new to listening to us, then um, it's okay to not understand, neither do we. So, um... Anyway, fantastic. We smashed through the half-year barrier, like uh, some kind of mad Dungeons & Dragons RPG in bosses. We should probably get on with it then. All right then. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell me what's caught your eye this week, Peter? Oh, well, there I was minding my business thinking, oh, I probably should have something to catch my eye for this week's podcast, where I have been browsing popular media and saying, oh, yes, yes, oh, that looks interesting. That's RPG related. I can talk about that. When uh, some chap called... Um, Ross Morrissey had um, a patron out. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not Ross Morrissey, that's Russ Morrissey, completely different. I've heard he's a, a complete jerk, that guy. <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> <I hate him>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a little picture of him on my dartboard. It's fantastic. I'm glad it's on your dartboard and not... <laughs> Anywhere else. <laughs> In your wallet. <laughs> In a shrine. Um, moving swiftly on. Uh, yeah, but no, um, it's uh, all one-page adventures. You started up a Patreon for us. I have started up what can only be described as a Patreon. Yes, full of one-page adventures. Yes. Um, I haven't actually uh, sponsored or uh, patronised you yet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you you, you patronise me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I patronise you, but I don't patronise you. It's a subtle difference, <laughs> but one I'm sure you appreciate. Well, appreciate's a strong term. <laughs> Suffer, definitely. Uh, yeah. uh, so that, 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 that's pretty. Can you tell me a bit more about the things? Because obviously it's all behind a paywall. Um, It's not behind a paywall. Is it not? Yeah. Oh, I was, I was having a look and couldn't find So I've, got, I've gone with this model where basically you yeah. can grab them for free if you want. What? But if you have a conscience, you might choose to pay for them. Oh, I see. Uh, and so it's, pay, it's pretty much pay what you want on a subscription basis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, and that value can be as low as zero, but I hope it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and as high as a million dollars. That was probably a bit ambitious for us. Yes. So, so we're thinking somewhere between zero and a million. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably around about one or maybe yeah. five. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. well, what's, the, what's the price of a cup of coffee or something? Depends where you go. Yeah. I, I looked it up online because yeah. I was curious. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, uh, the average price of a cup of coffee here in the UK yes. is £3.50. Oh. Which works out to about $4 oh, oh, in a bit. Oh. Wow. In America, it's slightly less. It's okay. about three and a half dollars okay. In some places like Singapore and Iceland, it's like 5 or $6. Wow. And um, in some places, it's as high as $7 for wow. a cup of coffee. That, that, that is some expensive-ass coffee. That is some, my yeah. Friend. I can't imagine yeah. paying $7 for a coffee, to be honest. Maybe if I was like super decaffeinated or dehydrated, but mm. even so, yeah. So, but basically, I guess the take-home lesson is that if you are enjoying Russ's material, or if you're enjoying our material, and you can spare us the price of a cup of coffee per month, like one one cup of coffee for four podcasts, I don't think is unreasonable. Seems reasonable <laughs> and to me. Then, if you enjoyed the podcast and you wish to support uh, ourselves, then if you could. Spare us the price of a cup of coffee, even per month. That would be amazing. But I was going to ask you if you could tell me a bit more about, like, yeah, what's your what's what's the event you're proudest of so far? Uh, well, the one I really like is yeah. one that I'm saving for Christmas, oh. which is called Presents for Goblins. And basically, <laughs> there's this town, yeah. and it's it's Christmas or like yeah. the equivalent of Christmas um, yeah. in, in in the fantasy world, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And goblins have raided the town <gasps> and stolen all the presents. And the what? adventurers have to go to this abandoned mine, yeah. which has all the goblins in it. Yeah. And um, they have to uh, basically recover the presents. <laughs> but it's a bit of a silly, light-hearted adventure. So yeah. there's this goblin poison that the, uh, the this goblin alchemist in there has developed, yeah. which has silly, wacky effects. Ooh. If uh, if you're hit by a goblin weapon or something, or um, or if a goblin were to kiss you, for example, <laughs> which might happen in that adventure. Remember, kids don't kiss goblins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, like the bad guy, the goblin king at the end tries to escape in a massive um, sort of um, hot air balloon full of sort of flammable hot air which loaded with all the presents and stuff so it is it's a fun wacky silly adventure which i can't wait and what, what i've decided to do is i'm going to make it a bonus one. Oh, and nice. so basically anyone who becomes a patron between now and christmas will get yes. that one for free nice and it's just you know if you if you don't do it before christmas then you won't get that one it's like a little Ooh. thank you for early Aww. adopters sort of thing yeah that's but, that's but the whole idea is just one page is one page so one A4 sheet or letter size sheet if yep. you're if you're American. <laughs> Shamelessly stolen from Grant Howard's one page dungeon uh, one page RPG idea. That, to be fair, it's, it's not original to him, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a single page, an yep. adventure on one page. Everything you need to run it is on that one page. Nice. Uh, you know, so basically, it, for for me, it's a real exercise in really really economic writing. Yes. So rather than describing mm. a farm, for example, in like. Two or three words. paragraphs. Yeah, I've literally got to say a farm surrounded by flower fields, absolutely, um, with some gnome workers in the fields, and that's that's the description of the thing. Absolutely, it's a it's a bit of a break from the traditional freelancer model of paid by the word. Um, yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes, it's like being paid for every word you don't use. <laughs> Inverse pay by the word, yeah. yeah. Especially when you have to include like a map on there. Oh yeah. Some of them you have to include a map, and that takes up like a quarter of the quarter of the page just that, doing that. That's which, a big part of your budget. Yeah. yeah, which makes it which makes it harder to do because you've got to be even more succinct mm. if you're including a map. Fantastic! That sounds amazing. I'm really, really, I'm quite proud of them. 
Yeah, yeah. So there's two. If you head over to the Patreon, this mm-hmm. is this is very self-promoting, isn't it? But if you head on over to the <laughs> over to the Patreon, there's two you yeah. can grab right now for free, which yeah. are um, the business of emotion mm-hmm. uh, and croaking Sirocco. Nice. Yeah. Um, so the first one, business of emotion, is about a town and everyone's falling in love. Uh-huh. And everyone's not doing all their work and stuff because they're all busy, <laughs> you know, renting rooms at the inn. And <laughs> okay, yeah. And uh, what, what's happened is uh, this gnome farmer yes. has uh, his flower business is failing. Okay. Uh, so he's uh, teamed oh. up with this witch yeah. to put a love potion in the uh, the town's water supply. Yeah, which to massively boost his sales. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. It's a yeah. nice little plot. Right. And they're full adventures as well. They're not just an encounter. They're, yeah. you know, they're actual adventures. They're well, short, uh, designed yeah. for one, one session. But oh, of course, yeah. yeah. But that's, a, that's the joys of a one page. It's like, I need an adventure. I don't have anything prepped. But I do have this one page. of these, yeah. Blam. And away you go. Or if you're, if you're a planned encounter, you're like, oh, yes, it's brilliant. And you press do something, you're like, oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> I have nothing else planned. Yes, you can just grab one of these. <laughs> and like I said, no, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's caught your eye, Russ? Well, you say eye. Yes. What about my ears? What's caught my ears this week? Um, low-hanging bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I am thinking podcasts. Podcasts? Podcasts. Uh, we are doing a podcast. So we, we are doing a podcast right now. Yes. But I, I, I have recently been made aware that uh, there are other people that make podcasts as well. What? And we are not the only ones. What? Crazy I talk. know. We, I, didn't, we didn't come up with the idea. I thought, so, so, so all those times you've been going away to do stuff, you've actually been on other podcasts. I mm. thought you were just having a nice chat online. <laughs> Go on. Well, what, I, what I thought would be fun is if we sort of promoted some other awesome podcasts. We should do that. Because I've been on a couple of other people's podcasts. I really yes. enjoy them. They're really, Ooh. really good. And so what I have done is I have launched, um, similar to the anticipated RPGs of 2019 thing we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about later, yep. I've launched a big poll yep. for people to vote on the best podcast of 2018. And I thought, like, in a later mm. episode, we can maybe do a countdown as the top ten. Oh, that sounds amazing, yeah. Um, so there's a, uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. At the moment, it's at the nomination stage. So you head to that link, and you have to nominate the podcast yeah. um, that you want to be in the final poll, mm-hmm. um, for which you need a name and, most importantly, a link, because if you're going to make yeah. me do homework uh, to find out the podcast, oh. then probably it won't make it into the poll. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. be lazy. Put yeah. a link in there so yeah. I can find it quickly. Yeah, and then... Uh, the voting ends next week, I believe, and then after that we'll have a poll, and then we can count down the top ten. So, so is this like just your favourite podcasts or your favourite RPG podcasts? Uh, RPG podcasts, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so R- this is an RPG show, so RPG podcasts. What if it's RPGs and board games? Do they count? I guess. I mean, the primary focus should be RPGs, though. Yeah, 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 it's reasonable. Oh, RPGs preferred. Please. Um, there's, there's a couple of little rules I've put on there. I said you can't nominate your own podcast. Okay. So it's got to be one of your fans that nominates it, but you're welcome okay. to beg your fans to do it. Yeah. We sure. haven't got any nominations yet, by the way. <laughs> like, that would be quite embarrassing. So if anyone... I, I'm, not, I'm not selling Ty- Tyler McConnell. Here, if anyone, like a really long, devoted fan, Tyler Lee... You know what I'm saying? Uh, if they feel like <laughs> nominating uh, us, then that would be absolutely fantastic. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> all of it. Uh, the, other, the other rule was uh, they have to have um, done at least three episodes in 2018. It seems fair. Yeah, just to say, it's going to be like a currently running podcast. Yeah. 
I mean, brand new is absolutely fine, but it has to be a 2018 podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought that was a sort of nice little cut off there. No, it seems reasonable. Uh, so yeah, and then we can have a nice little countdown of all the best podcasts. Ooh, exciting. Although I know what number one's probably going to be. But I won't say now, but okay. I think I know what it is because I know it's a very, very big, very, very popular podcast with a ridiculous number of listeners. Yeah. And um, they'll all vote for it and it will have like a million votes and then the next one in the list will have like seven votes. Oh, <laughs> I exaggerate, but... Well, well, well don't tell them. Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds, that sounds really good. Um, always a bit, always having a bit of competition is fun. So, I guess... Yeah, and I thought it's just nice for us to promote a few other podcasts as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spread, spread love. There's a lot of interesting material out there. So, so some of them will be, like, um, actual play examples, and others will be, like, like us, talking about podcast news. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think basically yeah. the restriction is as long as it's tabletop RPG-focused, anything yes. goes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as long as it's on topic. Yeah, yeah. Try, and, try and be vague on topic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we never are, but... Like, uh, it's, it's a real case of do do what we say not as we do yes, yeah so. exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah so that's what's caught my ears this week that's what's caught your podcasts. ears podcasts okay so I was wrong about the low hanging bushes I haven't got big ears what are you talking about okay I'm just saying your career as a sprinter was over before it began <laughs> <laughs> oh there me um, oh I've, I've had a bit of news uh, I was doing uh, Adventures League at the weekend it was quite exciting that is news yeah, it was fun. It was in Southampton. We were at a, the local board game cafe, Borden City, and mm-hmm. uh, enjoying it, yeah. It's more a personal anecdote than news, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's not really of interest to anybody else in the world. Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> Peter played some D&D. And it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you two should play some D&D. It's also quite awesome. <laughs> All right, let's do, oh, let's do some actual news, shall we? Yeah, although we did have that minor correction to do as well. Well, what was that? Oh, it's because uh, you were saying on the Twitters, which I understand to be uh, like the internet's, but more Twittery. I think it's called uh, the, the Twitteration is the uh, is the correct term. Oh, okay, in the Twitterverse. <laughs> yeah. And it was someone on Twitter said that I keep on talking about 5e. Uh, well, fifth Ed. Yes, and Fifth Ed. I say 5e. You say 5e. And I, you say Fifth Ed. Yes. And yeah. It's confusing. And we're sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, so so basically someone who is fairly new to D&D yes. on Twitter yes. um, mentions that we don't refer to D&D as D&D. Yes. We call it 5e yes. or 5th ed. Correct. And they didn't actually realise that we were talking about D&D. Yes. Which I think is fair enough if you're yeah. new to D&D and you're not really familiar that there have been previous editions and stuff. And yes. certainly Wizard of the Coast promotes it as just D&D. Yes. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's entirely uh, reasonable. Yeah, I think it's yes, uh, so, so. uh, our, our, our bad. That we yeah. will try and be more careful. Yeah, news, you say? News, actual news, right then. What, okay. Not just personal anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> I made this point. Oh, well, you could just do a podcast on personal anecdotes. Yay! I mean, <laughs> you probably have an audience of about one. <laughs> oh, but what a listener it'd be. Would it be Django? That would be me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Django will listen to your personal anecdotes. Well, I suppose you might listen to it too, so too. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm also good there. Maybe Jess might. She's quite good at that sort of thing. Anyway, so what have you got? Swords of the Serpentine. Ooh. Uh, Pelgrane Press. Yes. Who are responsible for the... That, 30 that, makes page. It, that makes it sound like something bad responsible for. <laughs> <laughs> they have the, bought, o- the, the opposite of something bad, which is, I believe, something good. Um, that they bought us such fantastic kits as 13th Age, uh, Gumshoe, mm. uh, 
hashtag feminism so like, the, so the whole stuff. So the key word here is gumshoe in this particular case. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Swords of the Serpentine is by Kevin Culp and Emily Dresner. Okay. Uh, Kevin Culp wrote Time Watch. Oh, yes, yes. I thought the name was familiar. Kev- Culp with a K, yeah. Yes, Culp with a K. As he likes to be known. <laughs> <laughs> and I have it on good authority. So he the won't K- answer to anything but cop with a K. Well, I, I heard sometimes it was the K-man he'd go with, but yeah. <laughs> not, um, not to confuse him with a small alligator type. Anyway, moving on. What? A K-man. Yeah. Just, just not a smile and say yes, Peter. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> 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 anyway Source of the Serpentine is Gumshoe with yes. Fantasy. And okay. uh, Pelgrane have just released the cover of it, yes. and it's gorgeous, and I want to show you this cover. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so uh, what we got is a young lady, I guess, is climbing up a tall very, <laughs> very tall tower. I'm going to call it a very, very tall tower, because you can see like a cityscape stretching out beneath with a nice bit of, I'm going to say, maybe canal. But yeah, it's looking like a canal to me going on so i guess it's sort of they've got a venetian vibe going on they're scaling this tower and um looks like they're not there yet and uh yeah falling off that thing would be a that picture actually does give me mild vertigo which is always the sign of a quality of art cover. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and so they describe it it's a sword and sorcery game mm-hmm. of investigation heroism Ooh. sly politics and bloody savagery Ooh. Set in a fantasy city rife with skullduggery and death. And it uses the gumshoe investigative role playing system um, with a sort of fantasy focus. Nice, nice. It looks awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it comes out. Um, they, the release date just says forthcoming at the moment. But I, I do know of a couple of people who have playtested it. Mm-hmm. And they say it's, you know, it's great fun. Yeah. Well, we should ask to speak to uh, Kevin or Emily. In- so well, fancy I'm, I'm, I'm pretty person. sure Kev would, because uh, he's a good friend of mine, so... Uh, but that will make it easier to talk to I will see if he would be willing to pop on the podcast uh, at some point. Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Yes, he's actually he's actually been here before. Oh, okay. He's right. over from America. Wow. He's been he's in sat in that very spot. Wow, I Yes, he was sitting on a Kevin Colt warmed... <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, I had a different sofa back then, so I'm lying okay. completely. <laughs> and this was about eight years ago, so... Oh, okay. It was a different part of your life. Basically, the sofa that you sat on has now been taken to the tip. I'm not saying the two things were connected. <laughs> You're not saying they're unconnected But they either. were sequential. Yeah. You remember how earlier we discussed the potential podcast audience size <laughs> on personal anecdotes of Russ Morrissey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what else is in the news? Oh, Starfinder. Oh, Starfire. Star- Haven't heard about them for a while. Yeah. Uh, so they are, play- they, by they, I mean Pezo, of course, yes. uh, uh, have uh, uh, launched a playtest mm-hmm. for three new Starfinder classes. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, these classes are the Biohacker, yep. the Warper, mm-hmm. and the Vanguard. Interesting. Um, I so, like those. Those are good, solid names. Yeah. So the, the, basically, there's this book called, the, it's a PDF called the Character Operations Manual Playtest. Yes. 28 pages long. And mm-hmm. um, it's available to download for free until January the 16th. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, you can play test the classes up until, well, you can play test the classes as long as you want, but their mm-hmm. uh, playtesting survey period is open until January the 16th. Oh, nice, nice. Um, so the, the biohacker is a, a brilliant super scientist who mm-hmm. can analyse their enemies and create injections 
that can help allies or hinder foes. Oh, okay. I suppose they couldn't call him the life hacker because then there'd be a lot more stuff involving paper cups and used coffee cups. And by paper cups, I meant paper clips. But yeah, we know what we're saying. But, you know, like a life hack, like this one simple trick will save you lots of Oh, problems. God, yes. Those yeah. things, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the warper sounds very interesting. Are those uh, some sort of uh, The witch account? warper is um, so uh, a charisma-based spellcaster yes. who pulls from alternate realities to power their magic and alter the environment. Nice. So they just like warp the surroundings, I guess, is, uh, uh, yeah, is, yeah. is, is, the, is the concept there. And the vanguard is uh, a martial melee fighter who channels the entropic forces of the universe to manipulate their surroundings and bolster themselves and their allies and power their devastating unarmed strikes. So they're sort of like a monk, but right at the front. I guess, yeah. 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 A, ta- a tanky monk. Tanky, it super sounds, tanky. Sounds I mean, if you're going to call yourself the vanguard, certain expectations are being set. I guess so, yeah. It does, yeah. Make, it does make sense. Um, so, yeah, so three official star finder Yay. classes out there. What's new? What's new? Next <gasps> in the news. Ba, ba, ba. Dun, dun, dun. Next in the news is... Yes. yes. Star Wars. Yay. There is a war in the stars. Okay. Apparently multiple wars, because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Star Wars. You, you don't have to explain to me what Star Wars is. So Star Wars is about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a new source book for the Star Wars role-playing game. Okay. Star Wars Rise of the Separatists. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a 144-page book, uh, focuses on the era leading up to the Clone Wars, mm. and it's for the whole sort of Edge of the Empire, Rage of Rebellion, Force and Destiny Okay. Um, trilogy of books. Who's uh, four new species, two new careers, and four new universal specializations? It's got a Ewan McGregor in sort of like I don't know Clone Wars era stormtrooper armor, swinging his uh, lightsaber around. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, it's got a release date of January the thirty first, twenty nineteen, on Amazon. So it's coming out very soon. And um, Fantasy Flight says it's on the boat. Which basically Ooh. means it's uh, somewhere between the printers and the uh, distributors. Fantastic. Oh, do you remember we talked about Gamma and their problems a while back? The fact that they were completely unable to get any positive coverage whatsoever. <laughs> um, so Gamma being the trade organisation for tabletop game manufacturers. Yes, yes. They have finally, um, basically, uh, their uh, Mike Webb yes. uh, resigned. Yes. Uh, and has been replaced by a guy called Brendan Bell who's the new director at large. Okay. Uh, so uh, <laughs> they've <laughs> also... <laughs> director at large is, like, for me, a worrying term. It's like, so this is uh, Brendan Bell. He's at large now. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, also there was uh, John Ward, mm-hmm. um, who, who's, uh, oh, who's yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Gamma have, uh, are continuing with their plans to hire a new executive director. Yes. And uh, they've now got three final candidates for the position, though we don't know who those are. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, well, <laughs> there we uh, go. Uh, we, we wish every success to Mr. Bell in his new position, and hopefully he'll be able to uh, get the news coverage for the Game Manufacturers Association full of positive press, because that would be amazing. That would be nice. Anything else? Got some various little bits and pieces of Peso news. Oh, um, so I'll just whip through these, because they're not... Yes. Um, so uh, Starfinder Adventure Path number 12, yes. Heart of the Night, would be debuting in late January. Lovely. Uh, Pathfinder Adventure Path number 138, Rise of a New Thassalon. Sorry, Rise of New Thassalon is also coming in late January. That's a Return of the Rune Lords, that sequence. Yep. 
Fantastic. Uh, and then we've got the uh, Player Companion Wilderness Origins. It's also coming in late January. Ooh, and that's going to be what, a source book? Uh, this is, yeah. Uh, so the Player Companions are sort of player options and yeah. for for, um, for Pathfinder. And this particular one... Have a brief segue. I imagine it's all about sort of rangers and druids and the sort of shenanigans they can get up to. And probably survival, foraging mechanics, all that jazz. So it is Primal Powered Heroes. New options for the Shifter, mm-hmm. uh, as well as for the Leshy, Gathlane, and Goran. And there's also Leshy. a Wildflower Witch, whatever that is. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's um, yeah new character creation options and things for wilderness-based characters. Nice. Yeah. That, um, I'm sure that'll be very exciting. Yes, yeah. I'm sure it'll be extremely exciting. Woo-hoo. Yes. Right. Uh, oh, well, oh, also uh, from Pathfinder, there's yeah. the uh, Ultimate Campaign. Oh yes. Uh, which is an older sort of uh, core book, book sized book for them. Um, okay. They they come out with these pocket editions oh, of yes. older core rule books quite often, which is oh, the, yeah. di- we, I think we mentioned them last week. The digest sized. <laughs> Oops. Yes, yes, your 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 fondness for digest size or <laughs> ludicrous size books is well known. <laughs> yes, um, so in in, in January twenty nineteen, uh, yeah. Ultimate Campaign will be appearing in a pocket edition. Yeah, and uh, as will Ultimate Intrigue, which Ooh. is the sort of rogue focused nice um, rule book. Yeah, I think is it fantastic. Okay, well, um, yeah, we should probably crack on then. Okay, then let's crack on. Right. What would you like to do next? Oh, can we play our favourite game in all the world ever? Favourite game in all the world? Yay! Wow. Is that oh. the game where I tell you the name of a Kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just its name? That game. Oh, I thought it was a fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons, but I suppose we can do that as well. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay then. Yes. Number one. What is Adrift in the Dark? Ooh. It's interesting, I'll tell you that. Hmm. Well, if you're adrift, it means you're like floating without motive power. Uh, I'm going to say adrift in the dark. I'm hoping it's sort of space horror, survival adventure sort of jazz and is like um, some sort of story generating device for that. Like, I don't think it's going to be a proper system. Might be Powered by the Apocalypse or some other storytelling thing, but it sounds like, yeah. It sounds like it's full of adventure seeds, so you can like tell tales of space horror. Mm. Zero points. Yay! So go on then, what is it? Is it's it fifth water? edition. Uh-huh. One-shot adventure. Okay. As our story begins, a lone adventurer has booked passage aboard the merchant ship Crescendo, sailing mm-hmm. north to the site of a mysterious magical endeavour. Mm-hmm. Uh, much to the relief of all aboard, the Crescendo's month-long voyage has been largely uneventful. But with mere days remaining until landfall, disaster strikes. The adventurer awakens in the middle of the night to find the ship adrift and a strange affliction has beset the crew. And it calls itself a one-shot duet adventure. And I'm going to guess that means a DM and a player. Yep. Yep. For fifth ed. Yes. For D&D fifth edition. Yeah. Not fifth ed. The fifth edition of (laughs) D&D. Yes. Yes. For D&D. Yes. Um, yeah, so zero points there because you got that like, completely wrong. I did. I like that one better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But no, it sounds like an interesting idea and there will be certainly a certain, a, an amount of demand for it. Gamers wishing to get their spouses or other or significant others 
into the game, mm. uh, duet could be a way forward. Mm. Okay, this one. What is yes. this? The art of the architecture art. Could you spell that last word for me? Or the end of the last <laughs> word for me? Architecture. Then take the E off the end yes. and replace it with the word art. The art is the architecture art. Yes. Well, it sounds like um, sort of a coffee table style art book. Yeah, the sort of thing like that that fifth fifth edition D&D one, which was all full of the art of Dungeons and Dragons mm. over the decades. So it sounds a bit like that. The architecture art is a word that I do not really know like architecture would be, it's it's going to be full of buildings i think it's I'm their pr- own word I, yeah okay <laughs> i'm good good I'm, I'm pretty pretty so i'm pretty confident that i'm expecting a large book full of pictures of buildings um that i'm getting from the title alone the architecture art is i i don't know i don't know what to make of it Russ. i'm mm. i'm befuzzled so it's a book of illustrated maps and locations Okay. And here's an example of one here. So you can see they're yeah, kind of yes. like rather gorgeous 3D isometric map views. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. They're, they're very pretty, very pretty indeed. Mm. Um, if they're, you know, if it was a book crammed full of images like that, I'm on board. Quite mm. frankly, I'd like yeah. to look at that thing. It's a bit like a computer game almost. Like, it reminds me of looking at Bastion, that sort of style of art. Um, so it's uh, got... Almost a cartoony look to it, but I could all equally see stuff like Avatar, The Last Ember, and uh, that sort of animation style. Mm. And it's sort of a cutaway from a 3D perspective. So, sort of three quarters view cutaway. Yeah, no, it's, it looks nice. So, this is a, it's a French company, and this has already been published in French for the French mm-hmm. RPG market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's illustrations only, there's no text. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't really matter that it's in French, I guess. Yeah, uh, and uh, basically, it's maps and three D views and stuff. There's uh, 120 buildings in full color, A4 nice. format, about 180 pages. Okay, so big foot, big book full of pictures big, of big buildings. Big book full of three D maps of buildings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That looks really nice. Mm. Okay, next. Yep. Uninvited guests. Hmm. Again, I would say if someone is uninvited, are they your guest? No, you're an intruder. You're a yeah. trespasser. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm immediately flipping again over to horror, possibly because of the collocation with vampires that you would have to invite into your house. Uh, but I guess also we could have things like uninvited guests would be a book of like rogues and robbers trying to creep into a place. So hmm. I guess I'm really going down sort of two streams. We've got like sort of a horror book of some, what would that be? It'd be some sort of role play stimulus package sort of thing, or you've got um, rogues. Now I'm going to go with horror. I like, I like horror for this. You've got, uh, I don't know, standard horror stuff, uh, vampires, werewolves, uh, boogeymen, uh, small elves turning and wrecking your stuff, all that sort of jazz. Uh, it's a book about that. Nope. Okay. <laughs> zero points yet again. Woo! Wow. If you get zero points a third time, yeah. you realise a black hole will form and destroy the world. Oh, I, I thought... It, the I, math says it. I've run it through the spreadsheet. The math says it. If you do it again, that's the end of the world. 
Oh, okay. So I guess what we should do is um, I should be asking you the questions <laughs> about the Kickstarters. No, because that would cause some kind of feedback loop that would be even worse. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, uninvited guests. Yeah. Well, there's a little twist, actually. Oh, okay. Uninvited guests, names subject to change. Uh, because apparently um, yes. the uh, name Uninvited Guest uh, emerged as an Adventurer's League product during the Storm King's Thunder season. Okay. Which is quite a while back, actually. So yeah. I thought you'd have noticed that at the time. But Yeah. Um, so the title has to change. So they thought they might do it. So it's 5th Ed. It is a D&D 5th edition and Pathfinder adventure. Ooh. Uh, it's a one-shot social adventure. Okay. So uninvited guests are uh-huh. distinctly antisocial, but yes, yeah, it's like having an expected party, though. Yeah, right? so it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. I guess the party is tasked yes. with retrieving an item in the possession of a prominent local noble who lives on a lavish estate. Okay, uh, the item has to be retrieved today. That's a problem because tonight is the night of the noble, the, the noble's yearly gala, where he invites all the nobles of the big city to one big party. Aww. So the, the PCs have to go undercover into this big event and retrieve the item. Okay, so sort of um, a heisty style. A, hei- a social heist, I think, would be a good, uh, good description yeah. of that. Uh, okay, yep. This might be quite fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, and it's what, a uh, one it's session? Bit, sort of? It's a bit sort of Oceans... 13? <laughs> one of the Oceans things. Yes. All right, shall we, shall we crack on? With the uh, do you want to do one more then? Yes, let's shall do one more. one more? Okay. Okay. Destroy the planet. Well, we're not going to do Adventure Omnibus because that's really, really obvious. I think Dragon D20 dice sound quite obvious too. Okay. These are, th- these are things that are just the, the title is what they are. Which, which are good Which is titles. a good title for a Kickstarter, but it's not a good title for this game. But for... Well, I think I think there's a certain something to be said <laughs> for shouting out, out, out those Kickstarters which are good at be, at their job, which is, hey, buy our stuff. It's this stuff here. Oh, I know what that stuff is. I'll buy it. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. You like it does what it says on the tin kind of title. Don't you? I do. I like it. I like to know what see, it is I'm See, to buy. there you go, right? So you actually yes. agree yes. with my new world order that we brought up last week where shops should sell, the name of the shop should describe what they sell within. I think the name of the product should be what they sell within. <laughs> I, 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 I think I sort of quite disagree with you on the next part. Up. Well, it seems that it aligns closely with your views on Kickstarter titles. I can't. I cannot deny that my <laughs> views are in alignment on that fact. Yes. Anyway, like right. the giant book of battle mats, I know exactly what I'm getting there. <laughs> I must say, it's giant. It's a and book just in case you weren't mats. sure. Also on the cover, it describes itself. Six. 62 pages of battle maps for tabletop RPGs. I, I cannot fault it. <laughs> <laughs> it's bang on the money. Mm. Yeah, there. All right, last one. There's the last one. Okay. Mythic Mania 2. Hmm. Well, I was actually looking the other day at the Mythic Engine, which is a GMless response generating thing. So if it's the Mythic Engine... Uh, then that'd be quite good because that's all GME and so forth. And what that does is you ask questions and then you roll dice according to what tables you have and stuff falls out in a various amount of chaos. So Mythic Mania 2 would hopefully be, if it's a Kickstarter, then it's a product that's designed to support that. 
and would be ways to make the Mythic Engine more exciting. Is it black hole time? Yeah, pardon my language, <laughs> but... <laughs> the world is about to end because Peter has scored zero points again. A black hole is forming. It's all over. I'm so sorry, world. I'm so sorry, listeners. Uh, it is our fault, and by our fault, I mean Peter's fault, uh, that the world is now coming to an end. I w- I Nothing just... I can do about it. I, I personally would have asked me more of the easy ones, but your way also works. Mm. Right, Mr. Would you like to know what it actually is? Go on, then. Are you sure? No, not really. <laughs> oh, let's move on. Right. right. So it's for, it's for Pathfinder. Oh, okay. About five years ago, Pathfinder uh, released the uh, Mythic Rules uh, core book. Okay. For, like, super high-level, epic-y stuff. Sort of the post-20 world sort of chance. Uh, which, um, you know, it had a mixed reception, as I recall. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a universally loved uh, book. Uh, however... So, um, five, five, five years ago, did you say? Yeah. yeah. Five years ago... I was playing 4th edition D&D mm-hmm. very infrequently. Like, I got maybe four games in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mostly playing Savage Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might also have been playing some Exalted 3rd edition. But you know what I wasn't playing? I wasn't playing Pathfinder. Well. And now I know. Anyway, uh, so a group of small companies, uh, Legendary Games, yep. Kobold Press, Rogue Genius Games, and Dreamsguard Press, yep. who are some of the sort of core third-party uh, Pathfinder producers. Mm-hmm. Um, they teamed up and they uh, created three books, the Mythic Heroes Handbook, the Mythic Monster Manual, and uh, the Mythic Spell Compendium, mm-hmm. which was like 900 pages of uh, Pathfinder material, which were designed to complement that, you know, mm-hmm. that Mythic rulebook, the so, uh, page of itself. Mm-hmm. Mythic Mania 2. Uh, this time round, it's two books rather than three. Yep. And it incorporates Mythic material, and by Mythic, obviously, we mean that tier. Uh, for yes. uh, for various of Pezo's hardbacks, including the Advanced Class Guide, uh, the Forest Kingdom Campaign Compendium, Horror Adventures, Occult Adventures, Ultimate Intrigue, Ultimate Wilderness. Pezo's mm-hmm. released an awful lot of books in the last 10 years. Really? <laughs> uh, as well as potentially adding in more material from Adventurer's Guide, Monster Codex, Planar Adventures, Villain Codex, Book of the Damned, Pirate Campaign Compendium, and more. It sounds like an absolute whopper of a book. Yeah, if you're a Pathfinder player and you like your mythic, your mythic adventures, I think it's if you're at the high end. Yeah, yeah uh, it's two books. Uh, it's well worth checking out. I think fantastic. Hmm. All right, especially since Pathfinder is coming to an end. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it will still be supported on an ongoing basis, like in terms of having an SRD out there. Yeah, it just depends on how much actual material will be still be coming out for it, or mm-hmm. whether third parties. I imagine I, some third parties will continue to support it. I, I, I can't. I can't imagine Peso just dumping Pathfinder. Anyway, that's it. That's 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 the end of our favorite game in all the world. This week, you have scored zero points. Woo-hoo. The world has come to the end. At Black least Hole has formed. You, know, you don't actually need a large hadron collider. All we need is you and this game. Yeah, fortunately, it's a very, very small black hole to the uh, importance of the score. And thus, it's almost immediately evaporated into a naked singularity. Phew. So things are super weird at the quantum level right now. I really thought I was going to die. But you got better. I got better. <laughs> yeah. I got better. So, 
So, as, as you may recall, a couple of weeks ago, we launched a new contest where yes. we asked uh, listeners, I was about to say readers then, yes. if you're reading our podcast, I'm impressed. Good listeners. <laughs> but we have had uh, already one fantastic entry, which was loads of fun last week. Uh, so last week, uh, we featured Tyler McConnell's uh, wonderful entry, which yes. we uh, enacted to the best of our ability. I hope Tyler enjoyed that. Yep. Uh, we enjoyed doing it. Yes. Um, but that wasn't the only entry we got. What? We got more than so one we, entry. So we can do another one this week. So this one is from Shane Stacks. And uh, oh. Shane is the host of the Shane Plays podcast, Ooh. which I've been on, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, twice, in fact. Was, was that the one where they gave you a Kickstarter to guess and you couldn't remember what the name was, even though you just did it with me? Yes, that's the one, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, no. that, that, that podcast upon which I humiliated myself <laughs> um, so I've decided I will never tell anyone about it ever. Yes, we'll, get, we'll keep Dang. that one secret. <laughs> <laughs> Failed. Failed again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Shane has sent us in a sketch. Um, he did tweet me as well. Um, uh, says he really enjoyed writing it. He hopes we enjoy uh, performing it. I think we will. I, it's a bit longer this one, but I like it a lot. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Shane. Thank you, Shane. And uh, here we go. I hope you like our rendition of your sketch. Roll Power RPG Hotline, now you're rolling with power. Brian speaking, how might I help you in your adventures today? Uh, yes, well, uh, you see, uh, uh, spiders. I'm sorry, did you say fighters or spiders? Spiders. Eight legs, fangs, webs, inordinately frightening. All right, fears and griefs of the arachnid persuasion. Not actually insects, you know. Uh, what? Because of the amount of legs, you see... Yeah, 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 we know that. Uh, what we don't know is what we actually have here. I'm sorry? Well, the thing is, we don't actually know what we've just defeated, and there's no small amount of debate amongst the party. Ah, defeated arachnid antagonist identification and classification. Let me just check your account. Ah, excellent. You have the Electrum package, which includes that service at no extra charge. Knew that would pay off, the cheapskates. <clears throat> Anything above copper package is a rip-off indeed. Indeed, sir. Now, tell me more if you don't mind. Well, we've defeated some sort of spider creature, and as I've said, we're not sure... Is it an etiquette? Listen, I told you it's not an etiquette. But just to shut your annoying pie hole... There's no chance it's an etiquette, is there? Is this a sort of humanoid-spider hybrid? Um, no, definitely 100% spider in shape and form. Not an etacap, then. Or has some say it an etacop. Well, there's some dispute as to what they are. Most scholars agree an etacap is... This is not an etacap. Now, will you shut up about it? What about a phase spider? Those are really cool. I'm not asking him that. Did it phase at all while we were fighting? Well, did it? Now, go help Barrett with the ropes and harnesses to the horses. Right, okay, next question. How big is the spider? Oh, it's, it's, it's big, all right. Uh, we all agree it's a, a giant spider, but we can't agree on whether it's your garden variety giant spider or something else. Can you give me an idea of how big? Well, I mean, big. Really big. It. Oh, wait, sir, did you say something about ropes and harnesses and horses a moment ago? Yeah, they're, they're rigging it all up right now. And are these ropes and harnesses and horses for the spider corpse? Well, yeah. Um, we've had to unhitch our wagon and get the horses sort of 
harnessed to the spider. It's it's too big for the wagon, you see. How else are we going to get it back into town for the bragging rights? That's why we want to know exactly what it is for the plaque on the statue they'll erect for us. We're all betting we'll get a nice, big statue. Sir, I don't think you're actually dealing with a spider. What do you mean, it's obviously a spider? Well, yes, I understand it has the aspect of a spider, but I think you're dealing with an ancient dark entity in arachnid form. It's rare, but it does happen. Oh, excellent! It's even better than we thought, you lot. He says it's not a spider, but an ancient dark entity in spider form. That statue just got bigger, I bet. Which ancient dark entity? You know, for the plaque. Uh, any idea of knowing which ancient dark entity in spider form we have in our hands, so to speak? Sir, I am legally required to say at this point that it's the Roll Power RPG Hotline's best advice that you end this translocation communication spell and leave the vicinity of the spider corpse immediately. Although I rather doubt it's a corpse. What? That's ridiculous. It's dead. You poor corporate salt in your lawyers. Always so jumpy. Anyway, understood. Now, which entity is it? You know, for the plaque, you know? Uh, well, Chancellor Hyde, it's either... Uh, right, either the... Uh Primordial Ungoliant, that most ancient of spiders known as the Gloomweaver. Her offspring, Sherlock, also known as her ladyship. Or the goddess Lolz, the Dark Mother, Mother of Lusts, the Lady of Chaos, Queen of the Demonweb Pit. Fantastic. What a statue this will be. Uh, so how do we narrow it down? Uh, sir, I really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're legally covered. You've told me. Please continue. Well, are you in a Tolkienian setting or a Dungeons and Dragons setting like the Forgotten Realms? Hopefully it's not homebrew. Uh, what? Uh, let's try it this way. Are your little plump folks with hairy feet called hobbits or halflings? Uh, halflings. Annoying buggers, but good at sneaking. Do you call giant underground fire demons with flaming whips Balos or Borogs? Search me. Never heard of either. Probably for the best. Okay, are your wizards regular folk who studied for a long time to learn how to cast spells? Or are they a small group of mysterious doombringers who show up and meddle during important events and who may not in fact be mortal beings at all? Uh, Zertek, are you a regular guy who studied to learn how to cast spells or are you part of a small group of mysterious doombringers who show up and meddle during important events and who may not be mortal beings at all? Studied? Well, partied a lot too, but went to wizard school and got my degree. Made mom proud. This other guy's there in a book about rings and dragons that we had in a class. Ah, uh, the first kind. Right, well, you're not in a Tolkienian setting, then. Uh, which means... Which means if you're not in the homebrew campaign, then it's Lolf, most likely. She's an evil goddess. Real nasty one. You really should. He says it's something called a Lolf. No, no, I don't know how to spell it. Uh, uh, hey, what's wrong with that cleric? Did you happen to fight any of the creatures or humanoids in this encounter? Uh, yeah, a bunch of weird-looking owls with a spider fetish. They seem more scared of that big beastie than us, but they try to protect it. Listen, you really should end this translocation communication spell and run. Assuming you're on the prime material plane? I'm uh, not really sure where that is. If it helps, we just wrapped up the Caves of Chaos, said our goodbyes to the Keep on the Borderlands, nice folks really, and set off for the Isle of Dread, because we hear it's the hip new spot with something called a, a wilderness adventure. How in the world have you encountered love? Does your DM even understand? You know what? It doesn't matter. You're on the prime material plane. If you had truly defeated Lolf, she would have disappeared because you banished her back to the abyss. Not that you'd actually be able to defeat her if I'm getting your level correctly. What, what, what exactly are you saying here? No statue? 
forget the statue. She's toying with you because she's bored. You need to... Oh, this service is rubbish. I could run voice. Not for you to act like a hysterical grandmother. We're downgrading to the copper package right after we end this spell. Wait. Wait? What? Uh, those evil red eyes just opened and now there's a... Is that, is that a woman's face? Oh, no. Um, uh, well, uh, uh, any advice? And frankly, if you don't happen to have a file of collateral handy, hard legged, mate. Oh, okay, I see. That, wait, was that a pun? Did you actually. Ah! Does this mean we're not getting a statue? This week's topic is the 10 most anticipated tabletop RPGs of 2019. Wow. And so, as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, um, we've been holding a big poll. Yes. We've got thousands of votes. Yes. Uh, voting on over 60 nominated products. Over 60. That's a lot of hot anticipated Kickstarters coming out. We need to find out who's made the final Not cut. Kickstarters. Just Not just Kickstarters. Are coming out in 2019. Yeah, it's a hotly contested set of products that are coming out in 2019 there's been some kickstarters there's some more established products but it's definitely looking yeah. like it's going to be a big so the day essentially as well. it has to have a release date of 2019 yep it has to be a standalone tabletop rpg so it can't be a setting or an adventure or Absolutely. an accessory it has to be yep. an rpg in itself those are basically the rules yeah um so it. from those 60 we've got a top 10 Ooh. The 10 most anticipated RPG products of 2019. Yeah. And so previous winners. Yes. So in 2013, it was 13th Age. Garland of that game. In 2015, it was Star Wars Force and Destiny. Solid choice. We didn't do it in 2014 because I did it in 2013. Yes. As a one-off. Yes. I didn't really intend it to be an ongoing series. Oh, okay. And then two years later in 2015, I thought I'd do it again. Nah. And then just kept doing it each year after that. So that would have been 2014. I am absolutely certain if we had done it that yes. year, it would have been D&D 5th edition. Because that was the year. That was the year it came out. <laughs> there was, there was, there was, there'd be no chance that would yeah. not have been the winner. No, I, I think I think you're there. So, yeah. I mean, we could give it an honourable win in there. But anyway, so uh, yes, 2013 was 13th Age. 2015, Star Wars Force and Destiny. Yeah. 2016 was Rifts for, for Savage Worlds. Never played it, heard a lot of good things about 2017 it. 2017 was the Trodvang Chronicles. I have no idea what that is. Swedish awesome. game. Ah, uh, yeah. And 2018, last year, was Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition. Hotly anticipated. And so now we're looking at the most anticipated game of 2019. Absolutely. Shall we start? I think we should. Number 10. Oh, I think this is one I'm probably less well qualified to talk about. It's Judge Dread and the Worlds of 2000 AD. I am super pleased about this. You should be. How on earth did this get in? I'm going to say fix. I, I, I will be slightly transparent about this. It wasn't number 12. And I will say that there, oh, were, two, yeah. there were two other products before it. However, they did get yes. disqualified for legitimate reasons. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, so they what were, were Warhammer Wrath and Glory. Which is amazing. But turns oh. out it's already out. Yeah, that's on uh, drive through RPG. Therefore, therefore yep. doesn't qualify 2019. The other was DCC Lankmar. Um, and it turns out that is a setting for the DCC RPG. It's not a standalone game. Ah. So being fully transparent on that, uh, Judge Dredd squeezed in at number 10. Woohoo! Because of that, it wasn't but, number 12. But so, number exciting, 10. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't really know what to say about this because I've spoken about it so much over the last, you know, few months. Uh, Obviously, everybody who listens probably knows that I had a big Kickstarter, just read, did extremely well, super happy with it. Can't wait till it appears in the stores next year. Funded in nine minutes, made around about 148,000, close enough to 149 on a £7,500. Yeah, £149,000 on a £7,500 goal. So that was, what did you say, 200000 Approaching, yeah. Yeah. Berries every day. Uh, I mean, but if you're looking at it that way, it was just over 2,000 backers who said, you know what I need in my life? I need more Judge Dredd yeah. RPG. Super, oh, thank you, thank you everyone for voting Judge Dredd in there. I'm super happy about that. Absolutely. So number nine. Ooh, Things from the Flood. So uh, we've mentioned this also before on the podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, Tales from the Loop. Yes. Uh, there was this gorgeous game um, from uh, Swedish publisher Freer Ligen, or Free League, as that translates to. Good to know. That essentially uh, was basically sort of kids. Um, you couldn't die in that game, as I recall. It, yeah, it was It was essentially sort of uh, riffing off a Stranger Things yeah, RPG yeah. vibe. And the things that really sold it and got people's blood fizzing with anticipation was the absolutely stonkingly gorgeous artwork, mm. which compiled 1980s um, scenes of like the countryside and so forth, but with alien machinery and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, alien archaeotech almost, like just these vast, incomprehensible things, just like lying there in the middle of the thing with small children playing on them because that's what happens when you dump that there. Kids will go play on it, yeah? So this isn't Tales from the Loop, of course. This is Things from the Flood. Right. Which is kind of a sequel, but it's still a standalone game. Mm. And uh, So it's, so, it, so it, does, it is legitimately not a setting book. It's actually its own game as well. Yeah. Uh, so this it. is a bit darker. So instead of playing kids, you play teens, which I don't mm-hmm. know who are kids, but um, anyway... Um, you, you play older kids yes. in the 1990s instead of the Ooh. 80s the stakes are a bit higher and Ooh. you can actually die in this one which you couldn't do in the previous game absolutely but yeah. it's still more and more and more of the same artwork and the artwork mm. let me just open that up because I've forgotten his name but um, yes. um, so this is all inspired yep. by the artwork of uh, Simon Stalinhag Yes, yes, I'm a silent heart. Who, who, who produces these art books with all this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. And so Free League sort of based the game on that artwork. Yep. Um, interesting, there's also, a, I believe, a TV show coming. Yep. Also based on the artwork, not based on the game. So. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I imagine there'll be some similarities and yeah, yeah. cross compatibility. And that made, what's it, uh, 4.3 million Swedish kroner. On a goal of 100,000 Swedish kroner. So that's like some 42, 43 times um, the original goal mm. that they had planned in with uh, 5,800 backers. Mm. Very impressive. So number eight, the eighth most anticipated game of 2019. Ooh, Changeling the Lost 2nd Edition. So this is uh, one of the Chronicles of Darkness core rulebooks. This is a prestige hardcover edition of it. Absolutely. Um, Changeling, for those unfamiliar with the world of darkness, concerns the fairy courts who have taken a person, uh, has a small child, and stolen them away to the lands of fairy. And I'm not 100% sure. Is this the version where the people are returned and are busy trying to avoid 
being kidnapped or where are we? I, I must admit, um, of all the World of Darkness properties, World no. of Chronicles of Darkness properties, is yeah. one I'm least familiar with. Changing, changing the lost, there will be dragons and there will be sirens and there will be all the armies of your world sent to bring you back. It will slay them, shun them, stand on the battlements of your fortress so they break against your walls of thorn and iron. You will be free. Yeah, so that's uh, basically what it is. Fairies stole you, you've escaped, and now they're trying to bring you back. And it is that sounds like a, an interesting game indeed. Never played it myself, but it sounds very promising. Uh, well, I thought I'd mention the it was um hundred and thirty thousand pounds on a forty thousand pound goal, which was pretty good. Uh, with two and a half thousand backers, so yeah. so number seven. Number seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, a personal favourite of mine. Um, didn't see it to back it. Probably would have. Big fan of Edgar Riceboro's work. It's Edgar. Science you. Um, <laughs> You're criticising my ability to pronounce people's names. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Riceboro's John Carter of Mars. Princess Dejaforis of Helium. The whole nine yards using Modifius's in-house 2D20 system. Mm, that's the same system that powers Conan, powers Star Trek, powers a whole lot of their games. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, a very much a roll and the sort of game. Brought to us by Chris Birch from Modifius. I understand that the PDF fulfillments are out now. So if you've been waiting for that, uh, that will be very exciting for you. Ventures on the Dying World of Barsoom. How much did they make? Can we tell? Oh, wow. They had about 2,100 backers and made £228,000 on a £20,000 goal. It's interesting, Modifius's um, Kickstarter always seem fairly constant. They always hit pretty much that level, every that, single one of them. It's like they're always in the sort of quarter million sort of, uh, that, sort of region. It's, uh, that's uh, very is, consistent, indeed. Consistently hitting a quarter million. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quarter million pounds is like something outrageous in dollars. So yeah, um, very very well played to Modifius, mm. uh, who yeah. well, they're based out of London, UK. So good work, Modifius. Yeah, Modifius. Uh, they also own Dragon Meat. Oh, okay. Was this a science fantasy RPG planetary romance based on the worlds of Edgar Rice Burroughs? Yes. Uh, so we move on to number six. Number six. Because we've got Modifius again. Oh, of course, with the June RPG, mm. which uh, I actually shout out has one of my personal most anticipated RPGs, something that caught my eye earlier in the year. Did you vote for it? No, I didn't. So you might have got a number five if you had. Uh, <laughs> but you didn't. It, 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 never mind. I, I'm, not, I'm not that fast. <laughs> uh, so number six, uh, partnering with Gale Force 9. Yes, that's uh, right. So Gale Force 9 has got this sort of uh, big license for all these mm. uh, Frank Herbert properties. Okay. And so they're sort of sub-licensing out various bits of it now to mm. different companies. And they and they sub, and it's a multi-year deal. They teamed up with Modifius for the yeah. Dune RPG. Nice. Uh, so uh, there's very little information about this. Do you so, want sandworms? That's how you get sandworms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's got. It was announced back in August. It's got a release date of late 2019. Oof. Other than that, there's almost nothing to know about. The last Dune RPG was back in 2000. Yes. It was Last Unicorn and Wizards of the Coast produced that mm. one. Oh, goodness. Um, did you ever play that? No, no. I, I, I never even heard of there being a game to play. Okay. 
Um, no, I've, I've not played it either. But uh, yeah, so no, there's just no information about it yet. But I'm sure as the new year comes, we're going to start hearing things. Oh, absolutely. Expect to hear on this podcast more about the Juno I'm sure RPG. we will talk about it. Move yes. Move uh, number five, Eclipse Phase, second edition. Yes. So this is uh, transhuman stuff in the far future. Fantastic. When people die, they can come back with new bodies and they're uploaded and all this sort of transhuman mm. sci-fi stuff. Nice. Um, I always like quite like I've never played any kind of transhuman game, but I always like the idea of it. Yeah, and yeah. it does. It just kind of seemed to me that that is where we're going to end up in this transhuman thing. I don't think. I don't oh, think we're going to. Us get... personally, has actual people. Yeah, me. Yeah. Games. No, I mean yeah. the, the human race is. Gonna, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think, I think our future is transhuman rather than being wiped out by Skynet. Is is well, my personal. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, I I I I'd rather be transhuman than wiped out. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, so where are we? Um, so yeah, um, this one—it's been going on a while. This one actually, because this had an this is a Kickstarter had a delivery date back in twenty seventeen. Oh, and it's now wow. anticipated for twenty nineteen. So it's a couple of yeah. years behind behind schedule. It was successfully funded on eighteenth May twenty seventeen, mm. making what one hundred and forty seven thousand mm. pounds on a. Twenty-seven and a half thousand pound budget. Yeah. So not quite getting a multiple of ten. More like I say about multiple of five with two and a half thousand backers. Uh, so oh sorry, and for our US, that's a uh, hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars. No, I've heard it's a, it's a wonderful game, it's, and if you do like your far future stuff, to be less mm. Star Wars and less Star Trek, oh, and more more sort of Bit. slightly harder sci-fi transhuman mm. stuff, that's that's the way to go. Oh, absolutely. And the artwork in it is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. There's one thing that's always stood out to me about the Eclipse Space stuff because whenever you see stuff about it, the artwork is gorgeous. Fantastic. I, I personally would be very interested to. Uh, See that? And that's coming out from uh, post-human studios, mm. eh? Nice. Should we do number four? Oh. The fourth most anticipated RPG of 2019 is... Uh, well, it, it was funded in one hour. It's science fiction, and it's based off the works of James S.A. Corey, and is out from Green Ronin. Uh, but yeah, it is The Expanse. The Expanse! Fourth. Um, if you've, you might have seen it on Netflix, you might have read the books. I read the books. They're very good. I've read two of the books and I've watched all of the Netflix stuff that's mm-hmm. been shown over here. In the US, apparently, they're a season ahead of us. On that. Oh, really? Yeah, which I think oh. is desperately unfair. Well, uh, such, is, such is life. Uh, yeah, it's got Belters, Martians, Earthers struggling for resources and alien powers are stirring. Yes, yeah. I mean, oh. the, the series is fantastic. Yes. Absolutely love it. I, I was a backer oh. of that one. Can't wait to see it. No, absolutely. Uh, of a 30000 US dollar goal, they made... Four hundred and two thousand dollars. Very well. That is bought point four million off like thirty thousand dollars. That's that's a hell of a success. This is powered by uh, Green Ronin's Adventure Game Engine. Not one I'm personally familiar with so myself. Powered sort of Fantasy Age. It started, mm-hmm. it started off uh, with Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Um, their game Dragon Age, and then they kind of took the age bit and made Fantasy Age, which is kind of a generic. Okay. Uh, engine, and then it did modern age and future age. Okay. So this is a iteration of the future age engine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Essentially. Yeah. I will have to have a look at the core mechanics yeah. of that sometime. That's so right, the, their model is almost identical to my mm-hmm. what's his new one. Like not deliberately so. I oh, haven't copied yeah. them. I promise. But <laughs> and, they, and they, their stuff did predate mine a little bit, I think. But okay. um, well, yeah, it's a, it's a D6 no, I mean in the sense that you've got oh. three core rule books, one for each oh, era, right. and then you get a licensed licensed one. Yeah. So they so they've got um, fantasy <laughs> oh, yes. age, modern age, future age, and then the expanse. And I had old, now, new, and then just tried. 
It, it does sound like great minds are thinking alike. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, should we move on to number three? Oh, number three. Number three. Uh, over 25 years old. First published in 1993 in Italy. I am not over 25 years old. And I was not published in Italy. Well, we're not talking about you. Oh, damn it. You were looking at me. <laughs> uh, it's traditional to look at people when you're speaking to them, Russ. It's nothing we call social skills. But anyway, um, we've got Romans, we've got mythology, we've got monsters and more clashing in an uh, RPG setting. What, what, 5th century AD? Yeah, it's like this alternate timeline where Rome never fell. Interesting stuff. And uh, so this game, originally published in Italy, 1993. Yeah. Um, they're now, well, they're now... They, they this year brought to the English market via Kickstarter Lex Arcana, which is how it got featured on this show. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. we did bring that up, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Law of the Wizard. Mm. Uh, I don't know very much about it uh, apart from what we've heard on the Kickstarter, but it's very hotly anticipated. And uh, I, for one, will be interested to see if anyone actually brings it to my club so I can actually play it. And it is the third most anticipated game of. Of 2019. Which has got some hot competition. Yeah. Of a 20,000 euro goal, they may... Well, let's do it in pounds. They wanted to make about 18,000 pounds, and they actually made a 140,000. Wow. So that was about a seven times multiple of 1,600 backers. Awesome. So these people spent a lot of money to bring this game to life. And, you know, fair enough. Funded on eighteenth for October twenty eighteen, so yeah, they've got okay. a bit of time in hand. It's time for the big ones now. Oh, these are these uh, ones. I will reveal careful. that in the poll. Yes, the gap between number three and number two yes. was enormous. There were a couple which were yeah, oh, right up there. And uh, I think uh, most uh, people can probably guess what number uh, we, two and number uh, uh, one were, but probably not what order they're in. Uh, are we are we talking tens or twenties, or are we talking more hundreds? No, well, hundreds, but most of the things had hundreds. So uh, oh, okay, like the the gap, the gap, Russ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I can't remember the exact numbers, no, no, no. but sort of, um, say, say number three probably had something around seven or eight hundred. Okay, yeah. and then uh, number two probably had around fifteen hundred sort of thing. Ooh, wow. It was, okay, it was that much of a difference. Yeah. In a surprise entry, uh, it's it's currently in public playtest now, slated for release at Gen Con twenty nineteen. It is. Pathfinder 2nd Edition. In at number two, the second most anticipated RPG of twenty nineteen. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, this this is going to be big, and um, I don't know, it might even temporarily eclipse 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. I have no idea. I have no idea. Pro- probably I mean, not. It certainly needs no introduction. I'm sure no. everybody knows what Pathfinder is. And, and if you don't, have... it's basically a version of, it's what the, this is Pathfinder 2nd edition, so it's mm. like you had Dungeons & Dragons 3.5, and now you've got Pathfinder. Wow, it's... It's a lot of history behind this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I always think, you know, that mm-hmm. whereas D&D 5th edition went more simple, yes. uh, Pathfinder, I think, is kind of now pitching itself as the advanced, do you know what I mean, more complex. Advanced is the wrong word. Um, complex. Crunchy. The, the crunchy, yeah. I yeah, love the word crunchy, crunchy to crunchy. describe RPGs. Yeah, There's yeah. something very satisfying about crunching those numbers. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, as you know, on Thursday nights, mm-hmm. I've been playing for uh, in my Thursday night group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, there are things about it we love. There are things about it we're not so keen on. We're aware it's a play test. Yeah. We're a bit behind on the play tests because mm. various things interrupted the schedule when we just fell behind. Real um, life, the bane yeah. of role-playing games everywhere. Yeah, so we're, we're only sort of like halfway through the playtest um, mm-hmm. series of adventures, whereas I think they've pretty much finished them mm-hmm. on a sort of official scale. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the things that I absolutely love, like I love the fact that I love the new action economy with its three actions. Yeah, it yeah. works really well. I love the fact that uh, what were once static actions, like having a shield, and yeah. physical actions, like I'm going to spend an action raising my shield, yeah, and things like that. I love all that because it makes it feel like your shield is a thing you've got, absolutely, rather than it, just. It's not just like a line on your character sheet. You, it's a physical object you can interact with. Uh, I'm hoping there are rules for just saying, no, I, I don't like that bloke. I'm just going to whack him with my shield. Knocking off balance and uh, stabbing yeah, yeah, away falls over. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of things we're loving about it. Um, there are, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see what the final um, iteration ends up looking like because I know the, um, there have been quite a lot of updates to the playtest mm-hmm. over the past few months. And I imagine there'll be considerably more updates before they go to mm. get print. Oh, that's the whole point of the playtest. So it's going to be interesting to see what stays in, what gets changed. Yeah, you know, so many things got changed. Like death and dying rules got changed, and the resonance mm. rules, which is like how many times you use magic items, that got changed. And uh, you know, loads, loads, and there were some big, big sweeping changes that they've that, been getting a lot of feedback, and they've been taking yeah. it on board, and they've been acting on it, and that's that's really exciting. It's nice. Which basically, is what a playtest is for. So, absolutely, yeah. Um, so, Russ, we're coming up onto number yeah. one. Oh, number one. So, shall we, shall we reveal what the most anticipated tabletop RPG of 2019 is? Or, alternatively, should we just keep it secret and just end the podcast now? I'm thinking. <laughs> no, I can't keep it secret. You monster. We can't do this to our listeners. No, this has had, it's had an Explorer edition. It's had a Deluxe edition. And now we've got an Adventure edition. It's had like... 20 billion different editions, isn't it? Oh, no, it's, it's had those main three, but because it's, like, so popular and got so many third-party developers, there's, like, I don't know, 40-odd settings. Uh, it's very, very ubiquitous, and you can definitely see it at cons. Uh, a break from the usual D20 systems. Uh, I, I, I personally really, really enjoyed running this game. Uh, whilst I find it a bit heartbreaking in the original things, I'm I'm going back for one more shot. Just so, one more shot. very recently kickstarted. Very recently. Half million dollars. Yeah. 15 year old game. New mm. edition of. Do you want to reveal the name of the new game? It's Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. It is Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. So it was a close contest between that and Pathfinder 2. Mm, Gotta admit, sure. um, it was, you know. Neck and neck. It was absolutely. neck and neck. Um, so what we've got here is a hardcover 208 page book. Oh, whopper. Uh, coming in a variety of different things. There's going to be like a custom kickstarted cover. They've got all sorts of things like. Extra extra playing cards, condition cards, all that sort of jazz that you can get if you like your gemming paraphernalia. If people aren't familiar with Savage Worlds, mm. they should refer to one of our previous episodes because we yeah. discussed it in great detail. Yes. Or more accurately, you explained it to me in great detail. <laughs> hey, you, you, your, your eyes glazed over, so I figured I might as well finish my Just story. Just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I, I, I'm very passionate Just about this. Just keep talking until he wakes up, yes. Yeah. Very much. Uh, yeah, uh, funded on 15th November. They had something like 5,300 backers or thereabouts mm. uh, and made on a 15,000 US dollar goal over half a million US dollars. Amazing. Wow, that is like, yeah, versus 11,000, yeah, 11.8 thousand pounds. Yeah. They made 400 and, yeah, 411,000. So Savage That's, World joins wow. 13th Age, Star Wars, Rifts, Trudvang and Vampire as a winner of the annual Most Anticipated RPG of the following year. Yeah, and, and certainly I think there must be some special club for an RPG product 
to crack the half mil mark. Mm, absolutely. That that that's a that's a hell of a thing to have done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, congratulations. But to, congratulations to everyone in that list. Yeah. Oh, so. absolutely. Um, all, all all the way through, it's like we've got some fantastic fantastic done. I mean, I, I'm really I would really struggle to describe anything that I'm seeing on this list has less than clearly a top tier product. I mean, just from the artwork alone, they're all like absolutely cracking. Um, so you, you must be very pleased that Judge Dredd is rubbing shoulders with giants. Mm. And Rebellion must be quite pleased too. <laughs> so we should some little minor, minor stats on those. Oh, There's on not, only so many stats you can draw out of a list of 10 items, but yeah, so. we have five sci-fi yes. books in, in out of the 10. Absolutely. Which is a really strong showing for sci-fi. Five of the things are sequels. Yes, that's very true. Um, or, or, or new editions of something. So I've yes. actually included Things from the Flood there, which is a sequel, but it's not a yeah. new edition. No, no so absolutely. Five, five, five of the things are new editions, five of them are sci-fi. Yes. Um, one of them is generic and can be used for sci-fi. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if you included that, then yeah, even more so. Some of them, I don't know what the mechanics are. I mean, D20 is right in there. But a lot of these are, yeah, a couple of D20 games. But, yeah, people are willing to consider different ways well, there's of only, There's only one D20 game in there, Pathfinder. Uh, well, I'm just it through. Med- Medivius does use oh, D20. Two D20. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's not the D20 system. Though. I, I, oh, obviously, of course not. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I wanted to be technically correct, which, as we both know, <laughs> is the best kind of fair correct. Enough, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess, yeah, that is it for... That's it for this week. Well, that's it. That's it for the top ten most anticipated tabletop RPGs of 2019, and for this week's episode of our podcast, I believe. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, been absolutely fantastic, and it's quite quite the impressive uh, roll of stuff that's been coming out this year. A couple of quick little sort of housekeeping things. Yes. Sorry to carp on about the um, the Patreon, but we've got sixteen wonderful backers. We love you guys so you're, much. You're amazing. But, if you want something, just ask, and we'll probably yeah, fail to do it. We'll absolutely. continue to do science. If a book comes to this uh, to this podcast, we will be weighing that sucker just to give you the real facts and the inside skinny yeah. on how much it is. But if if you do enjoy this podcast, please, mm. please, 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 please support us. Absolutely. We really need it. Um, you know, it's not cheap doing this, and we love doing it. Absolutely. But it's not cheap, and. Um, you know, we have to pay for equipment. We have to pay Daryl. We have to do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and and of course, you know, it just you know, it's just a show of support, and it helps us know that you like what we're doing, yeah. which is also important too. If if you don't want to support us, that's okay too. Write write us a letter and tell us that we're doing a good job. We'd prefer Even the money. Or a review or a review on iTunes would be oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah right. five star review on iTunes. Write us a review. Fantastic. Tell a friend. It'd be fantastic. Just so more people can listen to us. And and if you want to nominate on. us in the best uh, podcast, RPG podcast of 2018, you know, don't 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 hold back. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we'll just be we'll always there's, right there's lots of podcasts being nominated. We as yet have not. We'll, we'll beg for your money and we'll beg for your nomination. Yeah. It's okay, and we're not proud people. And I can't nominate <laughs> my own podcast. It's, uh, uh, well, it's but true. I can beg for nominations. <laughs> You know what to do. We only need one. We only need the one nomination. Um, anyway, so yeah, so if the Patreon is a patreon.com forward slash Morris. That's M O R R U S. Our email address is morrispodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a sketch, a letter, a review, 
general commentary, criticism, tell us how much you hate us, whatever you want to send us. Please don't tell us how much you hate us. Tell us how how great we are, because we can't get enough of that, and we'll give you, read it out and shout it out on air, because we're that sort of people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all of you. Uh, So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, So, it is goodbye from me, Russ. And it's goodbye from me, Peter Coffey. And it's goodbye from him, Peter Coffey. And it's goodbye from Django the dog. And it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Daryl the editor. And it's goodbye from you. It's goodbye from John Boy. And it's goodbye from that guy peeping at us from the tree outside. Oh, we should probably do something like that. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Until next week. What? What? Oh, is it over? I was taking a nap because they were so boring. I think I'll probably torture Russ a bit this evening just to amuse myself. Maybe the rack. I'm sure I'd enjoy stretching him out a bit until his bones crack. Maybe it'll improve his terrible posture.